Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, last weekend, my wife and I started to step out back into society, if you will, and we went to two events. One was 60 miles at the Durngate on Friday night, which was a very entertaining look at um, the growth period for Northamptonshire in the 1960s and 70s around the song that I've played many times, 60 Miles by Road or Rail, which was sung by Linda Jardim. And it was a story around that song in many ways. Great night. But that was followed and, um, you know, almost topped by, in fact, topped in many ways by a concert of the Northampton Male Voice Choir on Saturday night. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show now the musical director of NMVC, Northampton Male Voice Choir, Stephen Bell. Stephen, welcome back to the show. You've been on before. Um, you must also be now basking in the glory or the, um, the fantastic excitement of, um, of Saturday's concert. Well, Adrian, thanks for that introduction. Seriously, to be coming back to a live performance after 18 months in the wilderness, pretty much, it's an extraordinary experience. People were excited. People were nervous. I was more nervous for that concert than I'd been for, for many years. But I think there was a, just a jumble of emotions. You know, people put so much hard work into it. We'd been Zooming over lockdown. The, the GOS Brass Band had just come back uh, to rehearsing in, in August and then focusing on a concert and getting performing. It was such an extraordinary experience. I loved every moment. I was exhausted on Sunday. But the audience loved it. As you know, we had about 300 or so in the audience and mm. it was a, a triumph. I really enjoyed it. And the music standard, I think, was very high. Well, it was. And um, you're right to mention the GOS Brass Band. Uh, Emily Haig, one of our um, yes. local uh, so sopranos, right? Emily is a soprano yes, uh, singer, right. top class. And of course, the, the choir. Um, it was the last night of the proms is what you recreated. And um, a uh, very interesting first half with a lot of lovely pieces, but the second half was quite rousing. How did you think the audience did? Did we do well enough for your standards, Steve? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, if you remember, I got the audience going in the first half. We were taught, we were doing that little sea shanty, Wellerman, and everybody had to learn how to do the <laughs> at the same time. That that helped me with a measure of this audience. And actually, I think I've got a recording of it. It sounded tremendous. Everybody was. Because I think there's an element of audiences coming back and they feel the excitement too. They, they want the whole thing to work just as much as the performers do. Maybe in a way that never before has an audience willed the performers to be so good as, as you would feel just coming back from a lockdown, you know? Well, yeah, indeed. And especially that you say you've been rehearsing over Zoom and only had, what, about two weeks, two and a half weeks to, to yeah. meet together and rehearse live? We were able to... to Rehearsed live from the start of September. We'd been doing outdoor rehearsals at the Saints and they were fantastic to give us uh, part of their facility to, to rehearse in under, underneath a, a canopy. That was brilliant. That got us started, if you like. But you have to get into a room to hear the nuances and the detail for me to be able to say, no, a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this, or you're not putting your consonants, darlings, in the right place, all of that sort of stuff. 
Um, and the same for the for the GUS brass band. They'd started in in August, but they were doing uh, uh, distancing and all kinds of things. And it's been a huge challenge for organisations up and down the country to get going and in the right compliant manner. And then it's it's been a test for us. A, a test, I think, we have passed very very well, actually. Well, my goodness, we, I was told by uh, one of the choristers that um, you couldn't. Let me think. You couldn't hear the music or you when you're doing the Zoom, you couldn't hear everybody else because you'd have had the most awful noise of, you know, 50 yes. different sound things coming through. Right. So you were conducting yeah. them and just hoping that they were doing and singing the right note in the right place. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you imagine 50 faces all looking at you, I'd start the track. So we prepared some recording tracks for them to sing along to and then I'd be conducting them. And then this here's the secret I'll give you, Adrian. I was stopping them and picking them up on rehearsal points that I imagined they would have got wrong had we been physical. <laughs> Brilliant. I so love it. Some of them still think, actually, that I could hear them. But uh, if, they're <laughs> if they're listening to this interview, they'll know, really, what do you mean you can't all that? We did 100 of these Zoom rehearsals, 100 of them. And wow. the boys turned up every single week to do it. That's... That's the work ethic. We, we, we try to do a, what I'd call an adapt and overcome mentality. Faced yeah, with yeah. COVID, how are we going to adapt? How are we going to overcome? Because going backwards and doing nothing, I said, it's not an option. We're not going to sit in our, our hands and do nothing. We're going to do a something. And I threw 15 new songs at them and they learned them all. No, it is quite remarkable. But your kidology and psychology, having been uh, in the choir for eight weeks to prepare for the first prostate cancer. We'll come on to prostate um, um, in a second, but prostate cancer concert two, three years ago. You know, you your day job, right, is man management and motivation and uh, leadership development and all those things. And it, yes. does, it does come through as well as, of course, I said to my wife the other day, I could watch Stephen, you know, it's like coming to the theatre, watching <laughs> Stephen perform with your movement and what you say and your quips well. and your jokes. <laughs> That's kind, that's kind of you. Well, I do. I run my own training companies, you know, Red Kite Training, and uh, I provide uh, services to all kinds of corporations. But they, it seems to be my main thing is automotive, who is going through an extraordinary tsunami at the moment, the guys mm -hmm. in automotive, from strategic development to management development to, to how to run a, a business. And it, a lot of it comes down to attitude and uh, bringing the right mindset into work. And that's what I try to do in front of a choir. It's a delicate balancing act, as you, as you can imagine, Adrian, because sometimes I feel I'm pushing really, really hard and I, I have to look in the faces and think, am I breaking these boys? Because there's, there's a balance between pushing them so hard that, and, and having them motivated and want that yeah, uh, and, and pushing people to the point where they actually break. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure I always get that right, but I do, I'm very sensitive to that and try my very best to bring people right to the edge of their abilities because it's so much about what they think they can do versus what I think they can do. And there's often a gap there. Mm, interesting. Um, how's your business been able to sustain itself during the last 18 months or did you, you know, take a hit because of the pandemic? Oh, disaster. I, I think I probably took a hit by about 60% drop in, in turnover, which well, isn't, uh, it sounds hugely dramatic. Uh, well, it is dramatic. It's a lot of money. <laughs> But I, uh, you know, adapt and overcome mentality says, okay, here's an opportunity. What are you going to do with this space and time that you've got? And uh, we might come on to this because I started preparing to run a marathon that I'm going yeah. to run next week. Well, uh, that's, that's right. So the concert was in aid of prostate cancer on Saturday, and uh, you have taken it upon yourself to run the London Marathon, I guess, also for the prostate cancer. Is that right? 
Yes, that's right. Well, what happened was 23rd of March 2020. If you all cast your mind to that, yeah. back to that moment in our calendars. I think I've got that date right. That was the date that uh, some politician or other announced we're going to go into lockdown. And it seemed to be a catalyst for me because me I remember turning to Sarah and saying, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start running. I think I, I, if, I, if I could have captured that face at that time, you would have seen some very interesting uh, <laughs> uh, facial expressions. But I started running on the running machine in the garage that it's Sarah's running machine, which I ended up running on. Did the first mile, which is terrible. Second mile, which is awful. Then I realized, right, I've got to have a plan here. And I ran on this running machine better and better and better to the end of the year the end of 2020 got better started to take it a bit more seriously then i got myself a running coach who's a fabulous chap i live over here in arundel and um if i can mention his name i'd, I'd like to so, sean edwards yep. lovely yep. fellow he, he can run a marathon in two less than two hours 30 minutes so he knows a little bit about marathons and he transformed my running he gave me a running plan which i've stuck to religiously and uh when i looked at that I thought, you want me to run in august 18 miles, then at 20, then at 22, <laughs> then at then an eight, then at six. And in the middle of the week, you want me to do all of these things? And he said, Yeah, that's what I want you to do. So I did all of that. I've done all of those in my trainings. I've lost a stone in weight. I've turned into somebody who actually can run. And uh, here I am. I'm what they call tapering this week, Adrian. It's a thing, tapering, <laughs> where you, you reduce your training load and uh, you increase your carbohydrate load for the last three days. And yeah. I'm ready to run a marathon. It won't be brilliant. You know, it's not going to be a two hour per world record, but I'll do it in four and a half hours. And, and the likelihood is that it'll hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's a marathon. Of course, it's going to hurt. But there's something in there about grit and determination that uh, I think I've fired a gene inside, which is full of grit and determination because I know what I've done the 22 miles. I know how, how that feels. I've only got four more miles, miles to find there. <laughs> only and, four more. Yeah. And the thing is, the, the, the prostate that you mentioned is so important to me because my dad died with a, a, a prostate uh, complication. I uh, don't need to bore you with the story, but uh, uh, he went into hospital uh, for a prostate procedure and came out uh, in a box from, from um, bladder cancer. But there, is, there, there isn't a bladder cancer charity that I can uh, support, so I'm supporting prostate cancer. But uh, you know, it's it, he went beautifully and naturally at the end on Christmas Day. It's it's a great finish for the Reverend uh, John Bell, isn't it, to go on Christmas Day, and uh, and, and and that has an impact. A bit like your charities, I I probably go on a bit much about it, and people say oh, here he is raising money for prostate cancer again. But I'm over five. Uh, well, we raised over seven hundred pounds with a with a bucket collection at the end on Saturday. To add to my 5,000 points, I'm nearly at 5,700 and the choir will put in a top up from program sales. I'll get over 6,000 points, Adrian, which I'm delighted with. Remarkable indeed. And uh, how do people who'd like to donate, um, how do they do that? Just giving, you have a Just Giving page? Is it looking yes. up Stephen Bell on Just Giving? That's, or it. What? That's it. If you just go Just Giving and Stephen Bell, you'll get it. And it'll, it'll tell you about uh, NMVC and my, so it's a, it's a, it's a joint page. So Google that. Just giving Stephen Bell, P-H-S-T-E-P-H-N, Bell, and you'll find the page. And if people have a few spare pounds here and there, that would be marvellous. Yep. Do, don't forget to do, the, do the, the, um, the, the gifting thing for the tax. Gift that aid, no, of course. Uh, gift aid helps to top it up. And all that money goes directly. There's no cream off from uh, 
just giving. I like that. 100% goes straight to the charity. One in eight men are affected by this. And for certain ethnic groups, one in four men. It's an extraordinarily damaging cancer that mm. men need to wake up to. Go and get yourselves checked, guys. Mm. No, very powerful message there indeed. So um, the other night, Stephen was asking the audience to donate and he said, leave those, you know, those horrible coiny things in your pocket. He said, any of those terribly nasty notes you've got, do, yes. <laughs> do put them in the collection box as you leave. So um, delighted to hear <laughs> the, the 700 uh, pounds. Now, um, what you, I want to know what you have for breakfast, because you are a very, very, you know, very talented man and a very uh, high energy man with the, uh, I think you're also now the associate musical director of, of Gus. You are the musical director yes. of NVC. You've got a full-time yes. job as, a, as an entrepreneur, effectively. You're running the marathon. What on earth, Stephen, do you eat? <laughs> oh, well, you, you forgot my... I'm also the conductor of the Market Harbour Symphony Orchestra. Um, but yes, uh, well, what do I eat? I don't know, Adrian. I don't know what it's not like to be me. Any, <laughs> any more than you don't know what it's not like to be Adrian Price. Uh, look, I have, I have my dark days. Everybody has their dark days. But I, I think it comes from mom. Mom, bless her, she's still alive, 85 this year. She comes from a generation which is a can-do generation. What yep. can I do to make it better? How am I going to make this happen? I, I think that's where the gene comes from. And it, it is a little bit relentless. And I feel sorry for Sarah. She, she's probably the right person. She's so patient with me because every now and again, like every other day, I'm coming up with this crazy idea. And she goes, she just goes, yes, okay, we'll see where you get with that. And, <laughs> uh, and you need somebody to support the weird and wonderful and bonkers ideas because I seem to, the marathon came from nowhere. Uh, it wasn't as if I wasn't busy already. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the amount of time? I, you see, they, they do say, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Yes. And in order to fit my training in, because I can do person says, how can I do my training as opposed to I haven't got the time? So yeah. it's very simple. Uh, the day I just stretch the day. So in, in some of my longest runs, I had to get up at half past four or five o'clock in the morning to do a three and a half hour run because it's the only place I could do it. Yeah. But I wasn't okay. going to be the person who said, I'm too busy. I haven't got the time to do it. That's, that's not going to fly for me. It has to be, well, how can I get it done? And, uh, well, I got through August and I was running 35 miles a week. It's mad. It sounds mad, but if you want stuff and you plan it, everybody can achieve goals. They have to be realistic. Of course they have. But uh, that, that's kind of what drives me, Adrian. Amazing. Life lessons for us all there. Now, yeah. Stephen, the NMVC then, um, and you know your other uh, musical associations, but um, you've been particularly impressed by the way the guys have responded to you and yeah. to the situation of COVID. Yes. Um, you know, looking forward to the future plans, uh, you know, what's the mood amongst the uh, the choir and the musical direction at the moment? Well, I think we're poised here. Here we come. I hesitate to say we're at the end of a COVID thing because I uh, that might jinx things. Who knows? But life is starting to find a future. I, I has, we can't say going back to normal because it's never going to go back to normal. But there is there's a future for us here, isn't there? And maybe that future is how do we live with this wretched thing? Mm. The, the, the concert last Saturday is, is evidence. And I think the choir, build back better is not a great phrase because it's got political overtones, but I, I think we can be stronger coming out of this phase than we went into it. I certainly feel the guys have learned a lot about how to uh, dig deep and when in the face of adversity, we can win through all of that sort of stuff. I think we're going to be sounding... I'll leave others to judge this, but 
Uh, on Saturday, I heard a choir that potentially could sound a lot better than the choir that went into COVID. Isn't that amazing? Mm. And is. I think they have huge potential for learning songs. There's a lot of show music in there, which is a musical direction I'm taking things in. You know, the toe-tapping stuff from Les Miserables or West Side Story, all of those sorts of songs. Guys and Dolls, we didn't do on Saturday, but we've got a whole medley we've learned from, from Guys and Dolls. Those toe-tapping things from Anthem, from Chess, all of that, uh, I'd like this choir to learn and, and get really, and become known. I think we are known as an entertainment choir, but even more so. I see our concerts, you mentioned earlier, a bit of theater, a bit of entertainment. It's not just guys standing up singing songs. It's a whole entertainment experience for our customers, for our audiences. That's why I want them to go home thinking, wow, that was nothing like I was expecting. The entertainment value in that was off the Richter scale. That's where I'm at. Yeah, no, you certainly accomplished that. So if people want to find out more about the choir or even even if you're looking for new members, even consider joining it. Um, how do they get in touch or where should they look on the web? Well, go to the, our website, which is nmbc.co.uk. That's N for Norman, M for Mike, V for Victor, C for Charlie.co.uk. And you can see some bits and pieces there. You could, if you want to get in touch and find out how we, I'm going to call it onboarding, it's a terrible phrase, but how we get people the, the, the opportunity to try us out. That's an important thing. You're not committing by coming along for two or three weeks and get a feel for us. Just um, send us an email. Send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, info at nmbc.co.uk. And one of the management team will pick it up and get back to you. Well, there you go. nmbc.co.uk. And if you'd like to um, write in with any questions or join info at nmbc.co.uk. UK. Um, yeah. If you'd like to support Stephen in his efforts to raise money, um, 35 miles a week running and 26 next weekend. Oh my goodness me. Um, you can look on Just Giving and um, mind you, Stephen, having said that, I do the cycling. So I did 180 miles in three days on the bike, as the listeners know. So uh, it just hurts the knees less. It hurts the knees less. Well, yes, but I should think your thighs must be enormous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of my first girlfriends, that was the feature that she liked because I've cycled all my life. She liked my thighs. So there okay. you go. Um, but anyway, so just giving page, Stephen Bell. Now, we've talked a lot about the NMVC, but you're also now Associate Musical Director of Gus, Gus the Brass Band, great universal, great universal Stores Brass Band. And they've got a very special event coming up this weekend, if I understand. Oh, yes, they have. Well, they're at the, what they call the National Finals, which is in the Royal Albert Hall. They're busy beavering away this week. So they rehearsed yesterday, actually, Sunday after the uh, concert. They'll be rehearsing every night this week. Uh, funnily enough, I was sent a recording this morning by their artistic director. Can I have your comments, please, on this rehearsal? So I'm, when I finish with you here, I'm going to be going through the score and saying, mm, that staccato is a little bit too long. You know, that note needs to finish here. What about the? So there'll be lots of detail and feedback there um, because they have a tremendous work ethic uh, as well. They're a great bunch of people. I love working with them. It's so easy to direct a, a band that that gets what their MD is doing. And um, I, I just have to wiggle my little finger and something happens. And it's uh, it's it's wonderful to work with them. So they'll be uh, they're, they're playing a piece called Heroes by Bruce Boughton. And uh, it's a very brass band world thing where I think it's up to 20 or more brass bands get in that stage. And uh, they all play the same piece. And the adjudicators sit in a tent and listen to them. Would you believe that? Sit in a tent, listen to them, and uh, then come up with the national champions. Now, Gus have been the world champions before. 
they are a world famous brass band and uh, uh, they, they have huge ambition. And there are three of us on this music team. There's, there's the gloriously talented Chris Jeans, who's their artistic director. There's myself as associate uh, musical director and uh, a composer that you heard on Saturday night, uh, Mike Shepard. Yep. And uh, one of his compositions. So I think it's a very diverse music team that, and uh, we all bring different angles to it. And th this is, if you like, another step forward for the GUS Brass Band because they've been through it as well. They haven't been able to do anything in lockdown, although they have done some virtual recordings and submitted some virtual recordings into competitions and whatnot, but they haven't been able to get together. So that, that, that was their first concert last Saturday, and it was a great outing for them to be able to get on stage, blow their instruments, and, and, and have some fun and feel what it's like. Oh, this is what our brass banding sounds like again. I was really pleased with them. They, they played their socks off. They did. No, very impressive. Well, good luck to the Gus Brass Band um, at the national finals. So, Stephen, you're from um, Ireland. I'm from Wales. We're here in, the, in, 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 in England. Um, we had the last night of the proms, which, of course, is either very British or very English. So the only comment really was there were no Welsh hymns, very few oh, Welsh flags. They were giving out the Union Jack. But I must be honest, I thought, damn it, I didn't take my 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 Welsh dragon flag. But um, I yes. look forward to the day when you're in competition with the uh, Welsh choirs. And you know what? I, I think you guys are going to give them a very strong run for their money. And indeed, it wouldn't oh. surprise me if you win against oh, Welsh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look, this is, I think this is something that comes from, from Welsh guys like you. I heard this a lot in Tenby, a lot. You guys were amazing. You give us a, but what, what happened on one of the evenings I was in the hotel and one of these fellas was giving me all of this. You were amazing. This was fantastic. And then just as he turned around and left the building, he gave me a little wink and said, but you can't beat a, Mel a Welsh male voice choir. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's all it's all front, <laughs> but uh, well, it's, it's lovely. I, I look, we, we don't we can't sound like a Welsh male voice choir. For, for one thing, we pronounce our words differently and our vowels differently. But what we do do is we sing what we do in an English way extremely highly. And I'm very proud of the way the guys do it. I wouldn't put us up against the Welsh male voice choir because it's comparing apples and pears. But um, I would I wouldn't mind a shot. I wouldn't bet against you, uh, Stephen. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, we've been listening and a great joy as always to talk with you, Stephen. Stephen Bell, musical director for Northampton Male Voice Choir, NMBC, associate musical director for GUS. We haven't had time to talk about Market Harbour um, Orchestra, you told me, right? The, yes, the that, that's right. They, they've had a very long lockdown. They'll come back in, in January with a, uh, actually, if you want to hear Brahms' third symphony played in January, January 29th, Come to Market Harbour and hear that magnificent orchestra. Well, sounds people. absolutely wonderful. But uh, if you want to know who is working and, and performing now, nmvc.co.uk and Stephen Bell running the London Marathon this coming weekend in aid of prostate cancer. And if you'd like to um, donate and just give him some extra cheer to get over that £6,000, Go to Just Giving page and Stephen Bell. Stephen, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come on the show and talk Pleasure, with us. Adrian. Good luck. You know, congratulations on Saturday. Good luck with all of your plans and uh, future aspirations. But in particular, of course, the next Sunday, I'll be thinking of you as you're running around. And a donation's yeah. on its way. Thank you so much. Good man. Thanks, Adrian. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from... 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM 
or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.